December 7, 3 John, verses 1 through 15. This letter is from John the Elder. It is written to Gaius, my dear friend, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I am praying that all is well with you, and that your body is as healthy as I know your soul is. Some of the brothers recently returned and made me very happy by telling me about your faithfulness and that you are living in the truth. I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children live in the truth. Dear friend, you are doing a good work for God when you take care of the traveling teachers who are passing through, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church here of your friendship and your loving deeds. You do well to send them on their way in a manner that pleases God, for they are traveling for the Lord and accept nothing from those who are not Christians. So we ourselves should support them, so that we may become partners with them for the truth. I sent a brief letter to the church about this, but Diotrephes, who loves to be the leader, does not acknowledge our authority. When I come, I will report some of the things he is doing and the wicked things he is saying about us. He not only refuses to welcome the traveling teachers, he also tells others not to help them. And when they do help, he puts them out of the church. Dear friend, don't let this bad example influence you. Follow only what is good. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children, and those who do evil prove that they do not know God. But everyone speaks highly of Demetrius, even truth itself. We ourselves can say the same for him, and you know we speak the truth. I have much to tell you, but I don't want to do it in a letter, for I hope to see you soon, and then we will talk face to face. May God's peace be with you. Your friends here send you their greetings. Please give my personal greetings to each of our friends there. This week's Bible Meditation, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 4 and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Here's perhaps... the most important thing that needs to be said. As you can see in verse 25, this is not about rights and power. This is about responsibilities and sacrifice. Headship, leadership in a marriage or any other Christian sphere is not about rights and power. It's about responsibility and sacrifice. Let's read it again, verse 25. As Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Jesus was not on a power trip when he came to, him, to the world. He was on a sacrifice trip. His aim was to die for his bride. That's what he came to do to make her beautiful that way, to make her a 
queen for him. No authoritarianism, no arrogance. Here's a man whose pride has been broken. He has a need for a savior. And he's willing to bear the burden of leadership given to him by his master, no matter how heavy the load. Godly women see this and are glad. Pause here. Listen. If you've ever been around anybody or have ever had the thought that headship and leadership in the home is some kind of power move or macho, oppressive, control freak action, you don't have a clue the dance. I want to stress this because I'm... I've been married for 44 years, and I have children, five of them, ranging from 40 to 17. I've been at this a long time trying to do this. And men, this is not a job you want. If God had not called you to bear this, not wield this, bear this weight. You wouldn't want it. I promise you, young man, you don't want this unless God has called you, which he has, to it. To bear the weight of responsibility. So when Jesus knocks at the front door because there's a financial problem or a relational problem and Noel answers the door, he says, is the man of the house home, ma'am? I'll talk to you later. I want that man and call him to account first. That's not a job you want, neither in parenting nor in marriage nor in pastoring. You get that? This is not about rights and power. This is about weight on your back, day and night, to make it right. Impossible to bring them kids that way. Impossible to be married that way. Just, you got to do it. So I just hope nobody leaves these rooms saying, I get to be the head. I get to be the power. I get to be the leader, controller. You don't have a clue what you're in for. Psalm 126, verses 1 through 6. This song probably celebrates Jerusalem's deliverance from the Assyrian army in the days of Hezekiah. It all happened so quickly that the people thought they were dreaming, and even the other nations had to admit the greatness of God. In his chapter-by-chapter -chapter Bible commentary, Warren Wearsby writes, But deliverance is just the beginning. God always wants to do something more. He wants to make us rivers of blessing, like the dry wadis in the desert that become rushing torrents in the rainy season. If God sends you showers of blessing, Share the blessing with others. 
He also wants you to get to work in the harvest. Whether it's plowing the field, sowing the seed, or reaping the sheaves, God has a place for you. If you water the seed with your tears, you will one day rejoice as you bring in the sheaves. This is the formula for a harvest. Going, weeping, sowing, and reaping. Psalm 126, verses 1-6 through A song for the ascent to Jerusalem. When the Lord restored His exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter, and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, What amazing things the Lord has done for them! Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy! Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. Proverbs 29, verses 12 through 14. If a ruler honors liars, all his advisors will be wicked. The poor and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. A king who is fair to the poor will have a long reign.